You are listening to the Special Needs Mom Podcast. This is Kara, your host, and I am so glad you're here. Before we get into this episode, I want you to know that Pathway to Peace, which is a group coaching program, is currently available to join. This program is built on three main pillars. First, coaching. It's the real powerhouse. It's what I do. It's what I love. Second, community. And if you've been around for a little bit more than a minute, you know how I feel about community and the power that it has to heal and change your life. And lastly, I have a library of content filled with resources, with modules, with lessons. We go way deeper than I can go in on the podcast. And these are available to you in a way that you can consume them in your busy life. This program would be a good fit for you if you've stabilized past the point of initial diagnosis and find yourself spending a little bit more than you'd like to in overwhelm. And you can't imagine how, given all the things in your life, you can have any sort of peace ever again. Through the program, you will gain the gift of acceptance. You will do the work to recover your spark. You'll leave the program with the tools and the confidence that you have what you need to have joy and peace part of your life once again. So it's time to change it up. I know you've been saying yes to everybody, especially serving with all your heart and everything you have to your child. Now it's time to say yes to you. Find the link in the show notes to get more information and for next steps. Hi, I'm Kara, life coach, wife, and mom to four incredible and unique children. It wasn't all that long ago that my son received a diagnosis that had my world come crashing down. I lacked the ability to see past the circumstances, which felt impossible, and the dreams I once had for my life and family felt destroyed. Fast forward past many years of surviving and not at all thriving, And you'll see a mom who trusts that she can handle anything that comes her way and has access to the power and confidence that once felt so lacking. I created the Special Needs Mom podcast to create connection and community with moms who find themselves feeling trapped and with no one who really understands. My intention is to spark the flare of possibility in your own life and rekindle your ability to dream. This isn't a podcast about your special needs child. This is a podcast about you. If you are a mom who feels anxious, alone, or stuck, then you are in the right place. Welcome. Hello, and welcome to the Special Needs Mom Podcast. All right, so let me catch you up a little bit on on life over here at the Riska household. Uh, This is going to be an episode that's inspired from stuff that happens in my life, which a lot of the episodes are. Um, But I know that it will be applicable to you because I'm going to touch on something that I think happens a lot for us special needs moms. I want to start by sharing that this last weekend, I went to a, well, I actually got the honor of being a speaker for the We Are Brave Together retreat in San Diego. And so this was a group of, uh, I think there was 18 women and we all stayed at a beautiful hotel down in Shelter Island, right on the uh, the bay. And so here's also a shout out to all my new friends that are hopefully listening to this episode. 
And during this retreat, I got to experience what I'm calling the collective woman. We were wrapping up the retreat and kind of um, sharing uh, some of our experiences and our learnings and what we're taking away. And I just had this experience of awe as I was watching all these women process their weekend, share their life, and really just in awe of the strength and the beauty and the depth and these women willing to tell the truth and these women stepping out of their normal life and routine to come to something like this, you know, the humor and the beauty. And I have to say, it was just really powerful. It was moving and powerful. And it's one of the things I definitely took away from the routine. And so here's my plug. Here's my plug for We Are Brave Together. It's a nonprofit. My friend Jessica Pate is at the helm of leadership. Um, but I'd also say that there's so many amazing women part of this. And Jessica does a phenomenal job of actually having women come alongside her. Um, she's not a, a solo person in terms of there's so many people involved in contributing their gifts and what they have to offer to this community. It's free. And the retreats are offered at such a subsidized cost. I think you won't even believe it uh, when you see it. So I definitely encourage you, if you can't already tell, to go over to the website, We Are Brave Together, and um, sign up. Sign up to receive information and get into the Facebook group. I definitely recommend it. I'll hook you up by putting a link in the show notes so it's really easy to find. So after I came back from this retreat, I thought I was super rested. I actually felt really good. Um, I extended my retreat a little bit and, and um, went with one of the fellow moms down to La Jolla. And it was just like so gorgeous. And we were geeking out, looking at all the nature and talking about our lives. And wow, it was crazy how much um, parallel lives we had. And uh, like I said, I was rested and I was ready to go home and, and you know, engage again uh, with all the things that we do as mom. And then, <laughs> and then, then something happened on Monday that I cannot share. Or really, more accurately, it's that I will not share. And the reason why is it would implicate my son. I can't tell what happened. I can't share what happened without unfairly publicizing his hardest moments. And this is the thing I want to talk about today, because I think this happens a lot. And what happened was so far out of what I was expecting that night, was so far out of what I would have ever predicted. So it was full of surprise and then fear and then deep, deep heartbreak. And then here's the problem. There's this sudden urge I have to like share the story, to share this experience that I'm having with people, with people that I care about and I know care about me. But then there's this piece where it doesn't feel honoring to my son. You know, we have these urges to share. When things happen in our life, we, we share them. That's how we connect as humans. So like last year when I fell off the treadmill, or, or rather flew off the treadmill, I shared it. I got on social media and kind of laughed along um, with myself about what I did. And just, um, wow, that was funny. And I shared it. But with some of these stories, they're not the kind of stories that we can just toss out without a thought. And as I mentioned, stories are how we connect. That's the rub. So that's the rub, right? If we connect through stories, but we have stories that we cannot share, then that leaves us with 
this gaping hole in our ability to feel connected and part of a community and like we belong. And the kinds of moments and the kinds of stories I'm talking about are, you know, like those mundane hospital moments where, and maybe even not even mundane, maybe traumatic, where you just can't describe it accurately in words. And and maybe you can snap a few pictures, but the experience of living through that, unless you're like a really good writer, which I am not, I, I feel like it's really hard to articulate the whole story and experience. Or maybe it's those moms alongside with me that have children that have behaviors. Some of you have children who cuss and bite and hit and yell and break. And it's not our fault, yet it still feels awful. And it feels awful to see the look on people's faces when they learn the reality of our life and they don't understand. And you can tell they're like, wait, what's wrong with you? And you don't get to share how awful it is for you to witness a human so out of control and so unable to communicate what they want to communicate. And then there's those moments in the hospital that are just too vulnerable to post. Yet they're such a big part of your life. You know, I can picture myself wanting to share with the outside world my moments in the hospital, but not willing to share pictures of my son as he's unconscious or recovering from surgery, but also not wanting to be alone in this. And so I usually try to find an artistic way of showing him without showing him because there's just a deep dire to not be alone. And other stories that aren't shareable are where our children's privacy is something to be honored and respected. For my son, there's a lot of parts of his journey that are very obvious in public, because when you look at him, you can tell. But there's a lot of parts that, if it was me, I wouldn't necessarily want talked about widely. I don't even think I'd want to talk to the doctors about it. And yet, those are the experiences that I parent. For some of you, maybe maybe you have less hospital experiences, but maybe you have family members who say things about people with disabilities that are just jaw-dropping. And you don't feel like you can share that story because those people might listen or hear it or witness it. Maybe you relate to many of these situations or maybe just a few. And when this thing happened earlier this week, I just had this urge to share it with people. But I knew I also wanted to protect his story. And thus, this episode was born. So the problem is that we feel alone. We feel like nobody knows. We go back to this place where nobody gets it. We feel separate. And gosh, we desperately want to be known. And these unshareable stories feel like they just restrict us. And when we aren't known, it's really hard to feel like we fully belong. So I want to take a look at some options, some options that we have. First one is have your safe people. Have people that you know will hold your story with as much honor and respect as it deserves. So for me, that's my husband. He was part of the story, but also a small selection of friends. Some stories go out for a larger selection of friends. 
but this one feels like it needs to be a small one. And this will allow you to process. And actually last night I met up with a girlfriend and um, I was able to process the story to share fully without worrying about my son's story being honored and respected because I know she's somebody that loves him and knows him. And I know that it won't change the way that she relates to him. These stories are just too much to bear alone. And so I do urge you to find those safe people where you can fully be known in all of the details. And then on the other side, Another option is to learn to share your story in a way that honors theirs. And this is, I have to admit, harder said than done. But here's some ideas. Here's kind of an example of what, what I mean by this. It's learning to be able to share the impact of the story for you without telling the details. Basically kind of like I've done today. So you share, hey, something happened last week. That was really surprising to me and it confronted me and it brought up some really hard feelings like fear and heartbreak. Because I want you to remember that people don't connect to the content of our story. They connect to the feelings in our story. And even though nobody on this earth might know exactly what it feels like to, to go through the exact things that you did, they may really relate to being surprised, to being afraid, and to having their heart broken. And so there is a way to be able to fully share and be known without dragging our children along for the ride. Another option is to find a place where your extraordinary is the norm. This one came up because one of the women in the retreat group that I mentioned earlier shared that for her, one of the best parts of the experience was that she didn't have to explain to this community. Like she just knew that we knew. So it just gave her this experience of being able to like just fully be her without again, having to explain anything. People understood. They understood all the things. And there is something pretty amazing about Being able to talk about things that are not normal for all of community, like IEP meetings and going to the doctor and surgery and, you know, all the things that we have um, that may be different for some of us, but we find people that really know what it's like to do the things that we've done and it just feels great. It makes it easier to not have to feel like you have to tell all the things like, yeah, and I ordered the syringes and then I did this. And then I thought like, it's like, oh, I was dealing with medical supplies all day. Okay. Like I know that, you know what that's like. So I don't have to explain all the details. I already know that you now get me, you get how that went. All right. And this is the last one. The last thing I want to put out there in terms of our options And this is more coming at the angle of like, well, what do we do? Okay, this thing's happening. We have these unshareable stories. What do we do? The thing I want to leave you with is we process our emotion. We have to do this as moms. A couple weeks ago, I had an episode on why we explode on our husbands and children. And so if if you want to hear more about this concept, go ahead and go back to that episode. But I'll just touch briefly here is that 
these stories, if we don't actually process them, they get stored in our body. And then they start coming out and exploding when we don't want them to. And like not actually the story content, but like the unresolved emotion that we're holding under. And then that comes out in all sorts of of creative ways that our body is like, no, no, you will listen to me. I will get what I need. And um, if you relate to feeling out of control, it is very likely that you are being asked to learn how to process your emotion. Back to my experience, I'll use myself as the example here. In the experience I had earlier this week, I was like, I don't want to deal with this right now. (laughs) I want to go to bed. And so I did. And the next morning, got the kids to school. Thankfully, I had some um, space before I started my appointments that day. And I knew I had some stuff under the surface that needed to have a little room to breathe. It needed to kind of air out. And so the thing that I did was tapping. Um, If you haven't heard of this, it's called um, emotional freedom technique. And it's a modality that uses um, tapping on different meridians of your body uh, while you think through um, different um, patterns of thinking. It allows your mind and body and your nervous system to, I guess, regulate. It just allows it to kind of reorient itself in a way that feels so grounding and centering and for me, just very authentic. So this actually led me to be able to really actually like release some sadness and really have a nice little cry about what happened. And for me, sometimes when I have these experiences, that feeling kind of lingers for the day or the heaviness of it lingers. I can't exactly find the word to describe what lingers. But here's what I would say is it's not a bad feeling. It's a feeling that there's this thing going on in my life and it's important. I'm going to bring it along with me, but that doesn't mean I can't still show up for all the things in my life in a way that feels really empowering for me. And so if you are a special needs mom and haven't learned to process the emotion or feel like you're out of control and perhaps exploding here and there, or just even feel like you can't, you can't, I don't know, you just feel out of control. Then I would say this is a classic symptom of being in stage two of of what I'm now calling the evolution of a special needs mom. One of the things in order to move into stage three is to really learn how to process your emotion. If you want to learn more about the stages that I'm referring to, you can listen back in episode 116. And as you move along and evolve as a special needs mom, it's so freeing when you learn how to really process your emotion. For me, it's the thing that just unlocks so much. And of course, I want to mention that this is one of the major skills we focus on in the Pathway to Peace coaching program. And you know what? When we're doing hard stuff like this, it is just so much more fun to do it together. It's like it doesn't have to be all hard and heavy and serious. Like we actually have a lot of fun. And I hope you get the feeling that, you know, while all along the way, while I'm doing these really hard things and feeling these big feelings, I also try to laugh along the way because it helps me balance it out. It helps me kind of get through those hard when you can smile and laugh too. All right. Well, this feels like a good place to wrap up. Please don't be shy about reaching out to share what you took from this episode, what really resonated with you. 
also what you'd want to hear about in the future. I'm not super far ahead in planning my editorial calendar. I have so many ideas, but you know, I tend to like to lean into um, things that are more present and on my heart and kind of coming up in, in different conversations with the people of this community. And so um, I would love to hear what's important for you right now in your life. All right, we'll see you on the next episode. One more thing before we officially, officially wrap up this show. Sometimes when I'm listening to podcasts, I have the experience of wanting more. I'm listening at the very end thinking, I sure wish that episode didn't end. I invite you, if you feel in any way the same way, I invite you to the Special Needs Mom podcast community, which is a free group that I host on Facebook, where we as a community of fellow moms who listen to this podcast and are experiencing life in similar shoes, get to talk to one another, get to share stories, get to actually interact. I hope you'll consider joining. See you over there.